You're listening to MOG Channel. Hi guys, welcome to my podcast. This is MOG Channel where we help you to see a real and practical Christianity from God's Word. If you're new here, welcome. If you're returning, welcome back. So today we're going to be continuing our salvation series and we are dealing with repentance. Yay! This is what we want to do, right? We want to look at repentance from God's Word because um, many times when we talk about repentance, especially when it comes to the gospel, what we hear is repent! turn or burn if you don't change i'm going to destroy you that kind of thing like oh be sorry this and that and that and that and that and and that's not bad really there's a place for what i call godly sorrow godly sorrow bible tells us leads to repentance it's a place for being sad about something but when we talk about the gospel right preaching the gospel the good news of christ did god actually send us to go make people sorry and then repent of their sins because when i say repent you're talking about repenting of your sins did god send us to go there and tell them look you have to repent oh you cannot just come into the kingdom like that you have to repent you have to be sorry that you sinned (laughs) you have to be sorry that you did this sorry that you did that and because of that you now see uh people have some people even getting some very weird stuff where you begin to list their sins and say okay um for the sin of this i'm sorry lord but this other one, I'm sorry, I repent. They begin to list before you get born again. Ahaba, brother, sister, auntie, uncle. Now, wow, is that what God sent you to do? I doubt that that's what God sent us to do. I really, highly, strongly doubt it. <laughs> because <clears throat> if you think about it, you know, the Bible has lots of words inside. And many times where we trip is where we don't treat the Bible like an academic work. We don't, we don't, uh, how will I put it? apply the laws that govern what's that in literature the bible has literary uh is it devices yeah it has literature it's like text it's words and so the way you read your textbook in school is where you should read this one and this one has some extra perks or is it perks no or some extra commas because it was not written uh in this century it wasn't written in English. It was written in uh, Aramaic, in Hebrew, in Greek. Those were the original words or texts or languages that it was written in. So, Old Testament, Aramaic, uh, Aramaic, Hebrew, New Testament, Greek. That's what the like. That was the official language. That was like English at that time. And then it's been translated into different things from those ones to Latin to whatever. Then back then down to English, which is what is popular today. And so in translation, we sometimes lose the essence of words. Sometimes the meaning of the word, how it was used back then, is not how it was how God how it was or is used now. So we have to factor all those things when we're talking about um Bible interpretation, how to interpret scriptures. Now the word repent is not a word that has a blanket meaning. And that's one thing. When you study your Bible, you must deal with words on a case-by-case basis. In other words, you don't put a blanket kind of uh, meaning on all the text. So you say something like uh, oh, repent. Okay, if it means repent, what we mean by repent today is what it means all over the Bible. That is actually where you start missing it. No, that's not how it's supposed to be. 
repent according to the bible right must be treated on what a case by case basis you have to look at each one and say okay um what does this mean what does this mean what does this mean what does this mean right okay so let's look at uh the very 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 first one i want us to look at like how it was used in the old testament then in the new testament and compare and then we're now going to look at how it was used in the gospel like the word repent when we see it in the gospel what does it mean right so now in the old testament there's a particular um how will i put it there's a particular word you keep on finding in the old testament we'll get to that real soon but first let's look at the dictionary definition of today's repentance when we say repentance this one i brought out fresh for you guys from the dictionary so that you see it now it's a verb to repent is a verb means to do something it means to feel or express sincere regret or remorse about one's wrongdoing or sin the yeah okay so the example is the padre urge his listeners towards to repent so it is towards to express sincere regret or remorse about one's wrongdoing in other words i did something wrong i am what sorry i regret it i wish i never did it that is what it means to what repent according to today's definition you feel regret you remorse ah i wish i, I could just enter the ground i i wish i never did that that is repenting in the 21st century but then let's go like back and let's see how it was used okay so now there are some places that it means repent to as i said it's a case by case basis that we're going to look at it all right so now there's one word you keep on finding in the old testament for the word repent that's the original language that it was translated from which is in this case hebrew or aramaic and that is nokam nokam <laughs> nokam right it's not the only one there's another one called shub in fact there are like two or three more i think but nokam just basically means to breathe strongly uh, by implication to be sorry so that's to like <sighs> you know that's that's like what it means in nokam like <sighs> that's that's nokam for you like yeah you're, you're remorseful <laughs> I'm sorry. You know, that's knockout, right? Aha. Oh, you feel sorry. <laughs> that's knockout. To 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 be remorseful, to to be pitiful, like you're in a pitiful state, like ah I wish I never did that. That's 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 knockout, right? Now look at Genesis 6, verse 6. You see some places that we use that knockout was used and as well as some other ones. Genesis 6 6, and he repented the Lord because I'm doing KJV, so he said it repented the Lord. <laughs> but the Lord repented that he had made man on the earth and it grieved him at his heart. Are you seeing that? So this one is what he repented. He was sorry. Ha, he was like, <sighs> I wish I never made man. That's repentance there. Like he was really sorry that he had made man. He gets, it's not like he committed any sin or anything, but no, he was sorry he made man. And look at it grieved him at his heart. See that? It grieved him at his heart. So that's repentance in that sense. Exodus chapter uh, 32, verse 12 it says, Wherefore should the Egyptians speak and say, For mischief did he bring them out to slay them in the mountains and to consume them from the face of the earth? Turn from your fierce wrath and what? Repent of this evil against your people. So that basically is talking about this dude, uh, Moses. Moses is talking to the Lord, right? Uh, and okay, what happened in that case was 
you know the children were very stubborn bunch of goods sorry but that's the truth they were very stubborn and they had done something again I'm trying to remember exactly what they did <laughs> i think it was a golden calf period or something like that i got look i i challenge you go read exodus leviticus the astronomy numbers like just go read those like is it four books you will be angry very in fact if you're god you'll say just end it here <laughs> you'll be very very angry so uh what happened okay so he was like repent right repent so it's the same word nokam or something in other words lord no now repent you know like so there's an element of saying lord change your mind about this change your mind ah no no now lord uh uh-uh. why now because the lord was like look moses clear <laughs> let me destroy these guys hey, of you i will make a great nation of them forget these guys say no now no now no oh no now lord no uh-uh. repent no you know repent is a very old word like for for that but like lord no now Mm-mm. don't do it <laughs> don't do it right so definitely that's what repent meant in that sense okay verse 14 says and the lord that exodus 32 verse 14 and the lord repented of the evil which he thought to do to his people that means the lord said okay i won't do it again i won't do it again that was just what he meant to repent in that particular context although it's still the word no come right because uh, there's something I need to explain so when you are studying your bible some people think it's all about greek words it's not really about greek words alone no there's context and there's greek words so what does that mean the original word can be what's in this sense no come which is not to be sorry like we saw in Genesis 6, he was sorry he made man, right? But, <laughs> but, but when you now read the context of it, in that how that sorry sits in there, it will change. Do you get? Because this one, you are seeing that is not really, it says repent of your wrath. It's not telling you, be sorry. No. The other one says, God was sorry. This one is not saying, be sorry. This one is more like, a Lord, now, no, don't like change. So even if it's the word, no come, but it changes because it's now in a certain context. Do you get what I'm saying? Aha. Uh-huh. Certain context. Now look at the, this guy. First Samuel chapter 15 verse 11. It repented me that I have set up Saul to be king. For he's turned back from following me and has not performed my commandments. And it grieved Samuel and he cried unto the Lord all night. So the Lord was telling uh, Samuel that, look, I'm really, really, really sad that Saul is king. Is a is it repents me? That means I'm sad. So if you want to use knockam in this case to be like what <sighs> I wish so was never king. <laughs> That's what it means. I wish so was never king. I wish I I wish I why why did I put king so as king? Now in a sense, let me just say let's not be carnal because God knows the end from the beginning. So when God is telling someone this, some people see it as an emotional thing, like uh uh, you know, God is saying, ah, had I known. How can God say, had I known? Is God dumb? No, God is not man. So, this was just an expression. This is probably, let me use the word, yes, this is God saying, if, because you know how Saul came into being, that the people said, we want the king, we want the king, we want the king. And God said, okay, no, I'll collect. But even in when man's will was imposed, because Saul was not meant to be the first king, but even when man's will was imposed, God still, like, how will I put it? This repenting here is more like I, I, as much as man, I wish man did not have to, you know, go against what I had planned. 
It's not like God did not plan for kings for the children of Israel, right? He had already told Abraham that kings are going to come out of his loins, whether that's a figurative, which is talking about us kings and priests or literal kings, both of them happened anyway. But he had already told him that kings will come out of his loins. So that was not the um what they call it. That was not the um that was not what was in question. You understand what I'm saying? That wasn't what was in question. Anyway, let's move on from Saul. I'm spending more time on this Saul guy for some reason, right? Aha. Uh-huh. So he rep- he was just God. God wasn't happy about it. That's what it means that God repented. God wasn't happy about it. Do you understand? Aha. Uh-huh. Now, verse uh, okay, Job forty-two verse six, right? Now, this is Job after he has collected choku. He has been bruised, that is dealt with, and all that stuff. You understand? Aha. Uh-huh. So. He said, uh, uh, what do you call it? He says, Wherefore I abhor myself and repent in dust and ashes. I abhor myself and I repent in what? In dust and ashes. So what was he saying? He was saying that, like, <laughs> that he had considered, this is like verse 42, so that means the guy has gone through all the nonsense. And he's saying, I repent in dust and ashes. So it's more like, I, you know, I think it's still that word knockam or something like that. Uh, it's like, <sighs> like I changed my mind because Job said a lot of things, and then they're going to see that in that Job for two verse six, that Job he was saying that he knew God only in rumors. You get, like that he had known God just in rumors and all those things. So he was basically saying, "Look, Lord, I I repent. I'm sorry. I I." <laughs> <laughs> because you know it was actually before that I think in 40 41 you see God asking Job some questions some very 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 deep questions like that he said oh you when when the morning starts as the angels jump for joy that's in Genesis or is it jump to no rejoice or something like that he was asking some questions so and then well, this guy was reconciled I said guy I thought I knew I didn't I don't know so he's like ah, Lord I'm you know that's kind of is that heart that contrite heart of Lord I repent do you get I'm sorry you get aha uh-huh, i repent in dust and ashes i'm sorry I'm, i i shouldn't have done that or something like that that's how repent is used here huh? good lord i'm babbling too much on one one particular text okay so let's move on to ezekiel all right so uncle ezekiel here also expresses repentance you understand it expresses repentance and that repentance is seen in Ezekiel chapter 14, verse 6. Therefore, say unto the house of Israel, Thus says the Lord God, Repent and turn yourselves from your idols. Ah, should start singing. Repent, turn yourselves from your idols, and turn away from your, your faces from all your abominations. So, obviously, repent here is more like, is the action here is more swift. Actually, it's the word shub, which means to withdraw, to turn back. Do you get that's what this one like means so this, in this sense repent is not just be sorry no repent that is turn away because it says repent and turn from your idols now notice that the repent actually is the same thing as turn from your idols so that's where we can introduce a law called the law of kai right because the word and in the, in the greek is kai right okay that's in the greek shah but many times you actually see and like have been more like a how i put it it being more like an explanation because it's repent and turn yourself from the idols. The word repent is the word shrub, which means to withdraw. So is he saying withdraw and turn yourself from your idols? No. Is the, rep- the repent there, right, is just explained 
with you know is repent which is what i or what i mean is what withdraw from your idols right and turn your faces from all your abominations that's just what it means right john chapter no jonah chapter 3 verse 9 who can tell if god will turn and what repent and turn from his fierce anger that we may perish not so it's the same word i think the same word uh shub and it says to who can tell if god will turn and repent that means if god will what withdraw if god will change from what he wants to do do you understand aha this is the story of jonah who went to Nineveh to preach and then when the people heard and the people and the king heard no more that judgment is coming upon our head too they said they now repented that is they they changed their own uh behavior and everything they showed they were sorry because we're going to see uh okay did i put it here uh, no, I didn't put it. But go and read the story of Jonah. You see that they, the king declared that everybody, no one should eat, that they should be in sackcloths, and even the animals should be in sackcloths. I think and ashes. That is, they should show their remorse, that they are sorry for the way they've been living, right? And that's how they were spared. So we see again that that is what to be sorry means. So we've seen um, it means to withdraw, to be sad, you know, to change your action or something. That's that's basically it. To withdraw to be sad to change your actions and so now this is what we usually bring into the gospel so um, when we go say repent bible says just say, repent for the kingdom of god is at hand and, and we automatically think it means be sorry be sorry are you sorry are you crying where are your tears are you sure you're sorry and god should forgive you <laughs> no that is not how it's used mostly in the new especially in the gospel so we want to explore that in the new testament now how it is used let us move on all right so um that first one is going to be matthew chapter i think uh three verse two now okay let me show you the new rules of the game well, instead of um Schwab and the other one the word we see in the new testament used in fact if not almost is actually every single time for the word repent in the new testament is metanio metanoi and metanio or metanoi just means um to it's like a kind of reversal of a person's decision right a reversal of a decision that is I, i've been doing this i now what change my mind and say okay i'm gonna do this so it's a change of mind that leads to something else right it's a change of mind it's, it's primarily a change of thinking you understand a reversal of decision that's actually what um metaneo metanoid they're just variants of the same word you get what i'm saying aha uh-huh. just variants of the same word metaneo metanoid i think there's even one more that i did not put here hey <laughs> let us move on let's move on all right so it says uh matthew chapter 3 verse 2 and saying repent to you for the kingdom of god is at hand Matthew 4, 17, from that time just began to preach and say, repent for the kingdom of heaven's at hand. So, in this case, we are seeing that repent doesn't mean be sorry. It says repent for the kingdom of heaven's at hand. In other words, remember this is a reversal of decision, a change of mind. So, repent for the kingdom of God is at hand. In other words, God's kingdom is at hand. Change your thinking. God's kingdom is at hand. You understand? You've been thinking this way. It's time to think this way. Now, metaneo means it's like, imagine your mind was on something else, right? Aha. Maybe on maybe as you're watching this, your mind drifted to the way you want to eat egg roll this afternoon. And yeah, like uh, there's this particular woman on the street that sells the egg roll. 
and I like the way she she wraps it in the paper for me. And I I, I like the way that the oil is dripping. I, I like to see the appearance of oil on the paper as it forms, you know, and I'm able to see the veiled egg roll and the smell that rises like incense to God and stuff like that. And, and that's what your mind was like. And then all of a sudden I'm like, hey! And you're like, okay, yeah, yeah, back here, that's repentance. You've changed your mind. You are, uh, you've considered or reconsidered. Do you get uh, a reconsideration, a change of mind? Removing, remember, this is a reversal of decision, reversal of thought. That's what it means. All right, so we see. So, if not that case, we're now going to look at how that applies in different uh, readings. All right, all right, so. Uh, Luke 5.32 I came not to call the righteous but sinners towards repentance so sinners towards a reversal of thoughts in other words change from the way you've been thinking to this so that means for this to be possible God provides a new way of thinking or a message do you understand? aha hope you understand I, I know you do <laughs> alright so it says uh, Luke 5 2, I came, okay, Luke, uh, Mark chapter 1 verse 4, God did baptize in the wilderness and preached the baptism of repentance for the remission of sins. So, John baptized in the wilderness and preached what? The baptism of what? Repentance. So, you see that in this case, he preached repentance. So, he preached the baptism. Now, baptism is not always water. In fact, I've always said it's like, you must, you must realize that when they don't say baptize in water, most times it's not water they're talking about there. So he preached the baptism of repentance. Okay? What does that mean? Uh, Acts chapter 19? Yeah, I think Acts chapter 19. Let me show you guys. This is knowledge impartation. Okay? So, yeah. Okay? And it came to pass that while Apollos was at Corinth, Paul, having passed through the upper coast, came to Ephesus and finding certain disciples, he said to them, Have you received the Holy Ghost since you believed? And they said to him, We have not as much as heard that there is anything called Holy Ghost. And he said to them, Unto what then were you baptized? And they said, Unto John's baptizing. Now, or baptism. Now, notice he said in verse 2, it says, Have you received the Holy Ghost since you were you believed? So, he talks about believing then. When they said, we don't know what's the Holy Ghost. Now say, unto what are you baptized? So, we can actually equate believing and baptism. You can see the uh, an equating like between the two. Right? Aha. So, he now says, then said Paul, John verily baptized with the baptism of repentance. Right? Saying unto the people. So, notice that his baptism of repentance was to say something. Saying to the people that they should what? Believe on him who should come after him. That is on Christ Jesus. So what was his baptism? His baptism was a message. Did you see that? His baptism was a message. So he he preached baptism. Baptism there wasn't water, even if he used water, but the baptism was a message he carried. Do you understand that? So if we now come back to this, yeah, because scriptures explain that's the best way to study your Bible. Scriptures should what explain scriptures. That's how you study the Bibles. Okay, so you now see. Mark John did baptize in the wilderness and preached the baptism of repentance for the forgiveness of sins. So what did he do? He preached the baptism of repentance. What is the baptism of repentance? Right? That they should believe on Jesus. Do you see that? So that means that repentance there, again, means change your thinking. It's a mind thing. That's repentance in the New Testament. And we can go on and on and on. Uh, uh, let's see another one that will be suitable. 
again, Luke 33, and he came to the whole country around Jordan, preached the baptism of repentance for the, for the remission of sins. Are you seeing? He preached again the baptism of repentance for what? The remission of sins. In other words, he preached a message that would lead to forgiveness of sins. All right. Okay. So, um, Acts chapter 3, 19, it says, Repent you therefore and be converted. So, in other words, change your mind and it will lead to a conversion that your sins may be what blotted out. So, you're seeing the same thing. Same, same, same thing. Acts chapter 17, verse 29. For as much as then we are the offspring of God, we ought not to think that the Godhead is like unto gold or silver or stone graven by art and man's device. And the times of this ignorance God winked at, but now commands all men everywhere to repent. Because he has appointed a day in which he... Okay, so notice that he commands every man to what? Repent. Because he has... Okay, so uh, before I... Let me, let's look at that. 29 actually tells us that there's a way they used to think. It says we ought not to think that God is like going to go. That's the way they used to think. Do you see that? Then 30 now says that this time of ignorance, God has winked that, but now commands all men to repent. In other words, the way you used to think is not right. Change that thinking to what? Verse 31. Because he has appointed a day in which we will judge the world in righteousness by the man who he has ordained, whereof he has given assurance unto all men in that he raised him from the dead. Oh, glory to Jesus. We have assurance because Christ was raised from the dead. So, you're seeing that the repentance is changed from the way you guys have been thinking about God and changed to the real way that God has now revealed. God, in this case, has revealed himself. So, you stop thinking the way you are thinking and start thinking this way. In other words, believe the gospel. That's what it means. Yes. It just means believe the gospel. Right? So, you can, you can actually see that that is what they're talking about. So in New Testament, we're talking about repentance. Repentance has a lot more to do with, um, what do you call it? Believing the gospel. That's just basically it. So let's look at one more instance that I think should drive the point home and bring a distinction between sorry and repent in the New Testament. Second Corinthians 7, verse 8. For though I made you sorry with a letter, I do not repent. Did you see that? Sorry and repent are using the same thing. I made you sorry with a letter. Of course, sorry means remorseful, sad, and all those things. Right? I do not repent. I'm not changing my mind. He now says, though I did repent. That means, though I did change my mind. For I perceive that the same epistle that has made you sorry, though it were for a season. So you see how he uses sorry differently. Repent differently. In that context. Verse 9 that's 2 Corinthians 7 verse 9. Now I rejoice not that you were made sorry, but that you sorrow to repentance. Did you see that? You what? Sorrow to repentance. In other words, the fact that you were sorry led to what? Repentance. Do you get? So, in this case, this is actually different from the gospel itself. The gospel as we've seen so far has been what? Repent. That is, believe the gospel. But in this case, he's talking to believers already. But he's telling them, he says, you have what? Sorrowed to what? To repentance. You have your or the rebuke I gave you that made you sad, made you sorry, made you reconsider, think, and what happened? You changed your mind, you changed your way, you turned from that, you you reconsidered your actions. So what you what repented? Are you seeing that? So it means that for the unbeliever, repentance is what to believe the gospel. For the believer, repentance is to change your mind, to change your thinking. That's what it means. The way you've been behaving, stop it. Think this way. Simple, right? Verse 10 says, For godly sorrow works repentance to salvation, not to be repented of, but the sorrow of the world works death. Glory to God. All right, so to conclude it, we are realizing that 
the gospel is not a cause for sorrow and we are not supposed to be sad and cry out to God to be saved. It's not to, to go and harass people and tell them, repent, repent, you sinner, you sin. No, 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 you don't do that. That's not what you're supposed to do when you go to preach the gospel. No, the gospel brings glad times. It brings joy. Do you understand? Your sins are forgiven. Oh my God, glory! That's what's supposed to be for. Not that, uh, repent. No, no, repent is, no, 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 believe. You preach, look, you, there's a way you've been thinking about God. You've thought that you were condemned. You've seen yourself as a sinner. This, that, or you're too proud. God says, repent. Repent means, I have provided a way. I've made a way for salvation. I have, you know, given you Jesus. Believe on him and be saved. That is what it means to repent. I hope with this viewpoint of mine, I have convinced you and not confused you that repent is not what you thought it was. Glory to God. All right. So with that, we're coming to close. Yay. And uh, <laughs> so um, let's not forget that every single morning we are praying on mixlr m-i-x-l-r download it on the play store the app store it's an app and uh look for young ecclesia nation then join us there and pray with us and we really want to see you there it's going to help your spiritual life it's going to help you become more consistent and more fervent in the place of prayer because sometimes praying alone can be quite a bother glory to god all right guys so that basically is it god bless you uh, have a wonderful day and bye-bye. If this blessed you or you want to say hi or you have a question, you can head over to my Instagram. That's pst.essien. P-S-T dot E-S-S-I-E-N. See you there.